Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Today we are going to journey through one of the prophecies of the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One. The very prophecy that Jesus aligned himself with when he stood up and declared in the synagogue of his hometown. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1 The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus stopped there. The prophecy is clear. All throughout God's love story to humanity, he reveals his heart. That is that he continually pursues in love to heal, restore and renew. The promise of salvation involves being in an intimate relationship with humanity for all eternity. God's heart desire is that no one should perish. He chose the smallest of tribes, an oppressed people, to be his witnesses to the world. Sadly, they failed to understand that God was not exclusive and that he wanted to do this for all people. Jesus declared to them in the synagogue of his own hometown after reading the portion of Isaiah 61 that Elijah and Elisha, two of the great prophets sent to the southern kingdom of ancient Israel known as Judah, were also sent to one widow and one leper. Neither of them were Jews. Even though the original prophecy and promise of a Messiah was to the Jews, Jesus reveals he has come for all people, that the Isaiah prophecy of salvation is to both the Jew and the non-Jew. By talking about the widow and the leper in the context of declaring he is the fulfillment of the Isaiah prophecy, Jesus clearly shows that they are amongst the poor who will have the good news preached to them. The captives released and the blind whose sight is restored. Yes, salvation is for all people to be equal beneficiaries of the year of the Lord's favour. Let us continue with the prophecy declared through the prophet Isaiah of what the Messiah would do. Verses 2 to 3 And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. The day of vengeance of our God is indeed a day coming 
where he will reveal those who are his and those who have chosen to oppose him. Those who have chosen to oppose God in not receiving his right to rule and reign, not receiving his Messiah, will come under judgment. That day is yet to come. The Messiah gives comfort to all who mourn and consoles those who mourn in Zion. Jesus declares to the multitudes when he sits with his disciples in Matthew 5 verse 4, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. To mourn is to lament, to grieve loss. And being comforted is actually drawing near. God himself draws near to us. The servant Messiah, the Christ or anointed one, will come and do all this. He will preach, heal, proclaim, comfort, console, and according to our text today, give three key things. He will give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy, and the garment of praise. Let's look at each three in detail. Beauty for ashes. Ashes is associated with the death of humanity. The Jews throughout history would identify themselves with death and mourning by putting on sackcloth and ashes. Abraham, who God called his friend, was well aware of the plight of humanity. He acknowledged that he was but dust and ashes in the context of talking to God about salvation of the righteous. The righteous being those who, like Abraham, believed God and acknowledged him. And so the conversation between Abraham and God about salvation continued. As a result, Abraham discovered the heart of God the Father that he is just, full of compassion, and desires that no one should perish. God declared he would spare a whole city for the sake of one who would come to him. For death he will give life. Beauty for ashes in the context of the messianic prophecy in Isaiah is ornamental headdress. What a beautiful picture, as Jesus gives us his crown of life. Beauty for ashes, a crown of life replacing death for all eternity. The oil of joy for mourning. The Hebrew word for joy is first mentioned in the context of salvation, abundance of happiness, lightheartedness, joy and honour. Let us turn to Esther chapter 8 verse 15. So Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white, with a great crown of gold and a garment of fine linen and purple. And the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. The Jews had light and gladness, 
joy and honour. And in every province and city, wherever the king's command and decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and a holiday. Then many of the people of the land became Jews, because fear of the Jews fell upon them. Prior to this, there was an edict given to kill all the Jews. Yet God delivered them through Queen Esther and Mordecai, who were both Jews. The edict was not only overturned, but became a protective law for all the Jews. In celebration, a festival was declared amongst the people. For all the years that would pass, they would remember that time of deliverance, joy and honour. The Jews had been delivered from execution by God through Queen Esther and Mordecai. As a result, Mordecai was given the highest honour, a great golden crown and royal apparel. Sadly, the nation Israel turned their back on God throughout history, yet he continued to pursue them in love. They were dispersed amongst the nations, yet it is God who personally brings salvation. When they come to him, receive him, they with joy will draw from his wells of salvation. Through the Messiah, the Anointed One, salvation will come. Let us read the prophecy of Isaiah in chapter 12. And in that day you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And in that day you will say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the peoples, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Remember Jesus declared the Spirit of the Lord was upon him to do all this. Not only does he fulfill every promise to the nation Israel, but also their mission to be a light unto the Gentiles. Jesus is the one who brings salvation to all people, the light, the divine light who brings revelation to the non-Jews and the glory of God to the Jewish people. Jesus, who was born of the Holy Spirit through a woman, was of Jewish lineage from the tribe of Judah, just as it was prophesied hundreds of years before he came. From salvation comes joy, his joy. From his joy comes strength. 
his strength. The oil of joy, a crown of honour replacing shame for all eternity. The garment of praise. In exchange of our spirit of heaviness, he gives us a garment of praise. Heaviness in this context means a dark countenance. A garment of praise is giving thanks and adoration to God, proclaiming his glory. The garment of praise is linked to believing and receiving God's salvation, life and honour, and the joy that comes with that. The prophet Isaiah summarises this in verse 10 to 11. Back in Isaiah 61. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. The Messiah is as a bridegroom. He decks himself with ornaments. The Hebrew word that has been translated as ornaments here is the exact same word that was translated as beauty in the previous verses. An ornamental headdress. A crown. Jesus' victory crown over death and shame is our crown and beauty. Jesus, who is righteous and true, clothed himself in filthy rags of humanity's death and shame so that we could be clothed in his righteousness and honour. His righteousness, which is his rightness and justice, becomes our righteousness when we receive him. The Garment of Praise A crown of righteousness, replacing a spirit of heaviness for all eternity. The bridegroom is Jesus. The bride is believing Israel and the church. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 to 27. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and without blemish. God gave all of himself so that we could receive and believe. He chose to wrap himself up in humanity, to take on human flesh, 
so that he might sanctify, cleanse, and present his people to himself, having enabled us to be holy. God is caring, cleansing, uniting, and adorning his people with his glory and splendor. Throughout the Old Testament, God's relationship to Israel was linked to a relationship of marriage. Israel, however, broke her covenant with God, yet God made a way for all to receive and believe. The Messiah sanctifies. We are set apart for his identity, name, life, death and resurrection. He claimed us as his own. We are purchased with his shed blood. We are cleansed by his word. The ultimate purpose of his sacrificial love is to present the church in all his splendour. Jesus will present the church to himself. He has done everything that is necessary for that day. It is each individual's choice in their lifetime to receive him or reject him. On that day when Jesus returns, his radiance in his people shall shine forth. He has lavished all of himself upon his people, his bride for all eternity. Revelation chapter 21 verse 9 to 14 Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also she had a great and high wall with twelve gates and twelve angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the name of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. But for now, we hold on to him and his promises. Beauty for ashes, a crown of life, replacing death for all eternity. Oil of joy, a crown of honour, replacing shame for all eternity. Garment of praise, a crown of righteousness, replacing a spirit of heaviness, for all eternity. Beauty for ashes, oil of joy, garment of praise, for all eternity. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.